Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast in video format and in podcast for your ears. Uh, remember the Trolley FM coming in your ears. Anyway, this is the latest episode. I'm joined by Big Benny. Don't think about it. Um, thank you for joining us. Very happy to be here, Billy. Ultimate striking. As I say, I'll, that, I'm, I'm sticking with that. I'm running with that throughout probably the full podcast. You're almost striking from now on. I am happy with that. that. Um, I should give a shout out to, to Alexander Darwin McCallan because he, he coined it on Twitter and I think he'd be really annoyed if I didn't mention him um, for it. But yeah, I, I love that nickname. I've been called a lot worse. Um, there was a, there was a <laughs> guy in school, uh, I, just absolute true story, so it's already gone off the rails who used to call me Billy Pelkey. Never understood it. Called me it for 11 years. So from high, um, primary school up to high school. So I just went, why'd you call me this? And he turned around and went, oh, because it rhymes. So that was the level that I was dealing with in school. <laughs> I, I, I have no one. Like, like, when you said, like, Pelkey, I was like, is this some kind of, like... Like East Coast, like slang word that I've just no been privy to, like in my sheltered no. week. I, I was <laughs> just, I went to school with an idiot. So that was. Oh, like, I'm well, already an idiot. Like, I went to school in Bells Hill. Like, if you're not an idiot in Bells Hill, then you get ostracized as a weirdo. <laughs> I know, I, I was one, of, I was kind of one of the smart ones in Rothis. So I'm mean, here I am now doing wrestling podcasts and, uh, and that so that's the last level we're working with anyway that went well off the rails already let's go back to the normal questions right, back to the rails exactly back to the wrestling um right easy question then we'll, we'll go for the the normal one uh how did you get into wrestling um well i got into wrestling it was actually because like I'd, i've been like a fan since i was like yay high like, I think, as I say, I can never remember the exact year, the exact, like, episode of Raw, Smackdown, that I kind of first started watching it, but SummerSlam 2000 is the first pay-per-view that I can, like, vividly remember watching. Um, so I've been, like, an actual fan for, like, years, and then for actually getting into, like, training and stuff like that, it was actually my pal Jamie, uh, Jamie Conley, we'll give him a shout-out, first of many, I've been getting harangued for left, right and centre, like you better mention me, put me over. So I my pal Jamie Conley, um, we were at a house party um, and he just, we got to talking about like how I like the wrestling, you like the wrestling, I like the PlayStation, you like the PlayStation. Um, and I, he mentioned that he was, at the time he was training at Source, um, said to me, worth a punt, come along, so then that kind of kick-started me training at Source. I was there for like a good few years, um, then took a lengthy hiatus due to a combination of lack of money, lack of time, and just general overall laziness, and then it was um, a couple of years ago now, I came back, started going to Respect, and then I've been there slowly but surely making a name for myself ever since, across the Ayrshire area and beyond. SummerSlam 2000, I, I recently, I watched that on the build up to, to this year's SummerSlam because um, of working from home, I kind of get the time now to be able to, to watch the pay-per-views live. Um, so I, I was like, I need to watch SummerSlam and that was the one I picked because it had TLC, 
I had uh, um, just, oh, it was just 2000, what a year, honestly, great year. What a time to be alive. Exactly. Um, that, was, that was kind of well into when I started watching. That was perfect. Um, just just for anyone watching um, just now, you, you may recognise my face from SummerSlam as I, as I appeared in the Thunderdome. For you, I was watching it on the network. I was watching it um, during the day on Monday. And I was just like, I'd seen, like, also on Twitter, I'd seen, like, your screenshots, and then I was just watching it. I was like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? I was like, Billy! Yeah! <laughs> I was, oh. for, I was keeping an eye out for the fire of Team Dream Guy. I was like, man. <laughs> oh, if, if anyone is, is not sure about the Thunderdome, do it. It's so much fun. It, although, all it is, you're watching the same show. You're watching it two minutes earlier. Because, uh, of course, there must be, there's a delay to get rid of some people. Didn't obviously work. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, you just have a guy every, every start and end each match going, Hey guys, uh, tell us what you think. Uh, cheer, boo, thumbs up. And I'm just like going, all right. <laughs> just all right. Like, when he like applause. <laughs> um, I'm just picturing it as like, see, like, see the guy with the cue card, see at the wedding and Shrek. It's just like, troubles out applause. Like, come on. <laughs> That's how it was working out. It's like, I. I it, again, anyone who's who's thinking about doing it, open it up on your laptop because I opened it up on my phone, and so the whole night I looked like I was just like leaning because I was trying to hold my phone still because we were told in the rules don't don't move. That's just the rule. Um, <laughs> and then or, or just be just be yourself. You're not allowed to have other people on the screen. So I spent most of my night going, "Hey, that guy's got two people on his screen. That's Pikachu. That's me. Can't have that." <laughs> I can't lie, it was childhood. How dare you, Exactly. Go away. Get, get that child out. She has to sign up for the Thunderdome, too. Pay your money, I'm getting it. Anyway, so right about 2000 ish is when you when you remember starting watching. Uh, any favourites from, from that time? Um, oh, like. Everyone, like every single person that watches wrestling, has got like the one like WrestleMania that's their WrestleMania, and for me, like it's WrestleMania seventeen. Like two thousand and one for me is like absolute peak year in wrestling. Like two thousand one Rumble, I had that um, on V. I had a VHS where like I recorded it because that was like one of the years where the Rumble was on Channel Four for reasons unbeknownst to anyone except the executives there. Very thankful for it, because it meant I didn't need to complain to my mom about paying for Sky box office. Um, I can remember I had the VHS for Royal Rumble 2001, which cut off, like, as Austin's, like, Pan and Kane with a chair. <laughs> so, like, I'd spent years just never having seen the end of the match. It wasn't until YouTube came about that I finally got to see the actual ending of the match. Also, I knew that Austin won, because obviously, like, WrestleMania 17 main event with that heel turn, success, dubious. Um, but I, like, it took me about, in fact, when was it? Just probably, like, vaguely. So roughly about 10 years before I actually saw the finish of the match. So I think that's probably a record. Like, watch the match. It took me ten years to finish it, and then eventually, when it finally happened, I was just like, "Good." <laughs> Those thirty seconds that I'd never seen. 
I can now sleep well. I think if I mind right, I'd, I'd also remember it being on Channel 4, and I think one of the ad breaks was after Triple H had just uh, mangled Steve Austin, and it was just about to go to ad break, and Billy Gunn came out, and I was like, oh, cliffhanger. I don't know why. It was 2001. <laughs> Billy Gunn was not winning. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's number, two, it's number 28, it's, no, whatever, whatever number he was, 28, 29, Billy Gunn's like, oh no, we have to wait for the ad breaks, and we have to go through these Daz adverts before I can actually find out if Billy Gunn's got a chance. I can remember because that was the year that, like, absolutely, like, I think it kills folk on, like, sparkle quizzes, there's always one where it's, like, the final four for, like, every Royal Rumble. And it's like Billy Gunn was in the final four, and it's like when would Billy Gunn ever be in a final four? And then you remember who his pals were, and it's like every day. Like he's just uh, a pub quiz answer killer. Yeah, if Billy Gunn came, Steve Austin, The Rock. Yeah, that's that's terrible trivia, but I stumped someone. I remember like that was because I remember when Haku came back as. I can't remember, he, it was somewhere between 27 and 29, because I remember with Kishu was number 30. But like, Haku came back and everybody was going mental, and me as like a like seven-year-old at the time was like, I have no idea who this man is, but everyone seems to be excited, so I'd just buzzing as well. Like, yes, Haku! Yeah, <laughs> exactly the same. It's like Jerry Lawler just shouting Haku, and I'm just like, yeah, Haku! Woo! <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> like, yeah! <laughs> Remember yeah, that? yes, yeah, boom. That's what Haku is, right? <laughs> so, um, did, did we actually, did we establish who your favourites were during that time? Uh, you WrestleMania was yeah. WrestleMania 17. Um, so, yeah, it was, I mean, 17 was the best one. It was the best WrestleMania. So, I'm assuming uh, all your favourites must have been the Gimmick Battle Royal. That's, that's why you're kind of bandying around the question. Oh, the Gimmick Battle Royal. Uh, it's just, it was a, it's a delight to watch back now because, again, that's kind of similar to like, the excitement about Haku coming back. Like, most of them, I had no idea who they were. Like, so, like I think I, I probably I could, I knew Sergeant Slaughter um, and I found Hillbilly Jim funny because he made a funny face when he made his entrance. But the rest of them, I had no idea who they were and I was just... I was, <laughs> And I was just kind of like, I was happy that there was some semblance of, like, nonsense going on. But then, like, going back and watching it now, that I actually, like, understand who everyone is, it just makes it, like, so much better. Because <laughs> it's, like, I actually understand all these people. And then, like, Michael PSA is getting, like, the pop of the night. <laughs> it's, like, fair enough. Like, of all the people, I was like, to be fair, it is in Texas. That makes sense. Coming out with a big Confederate flag, like, cape, and it's, like... Hmm, wonder how he gets shit. But the best thing about that is that's his only WrestleMania appearance and he's somehow in the Legends of WrestleMania game. So, so. Doesn't take much. Um, and the, the best bit about that match, of course, is Sheik won because he, was, he couldn't go over the top rope. So. Yeah, like he just kind of like lumbles about and just casually. But what I love as well is the fact that like he wins it and then Sergeant Slaughter, who... Wasn't even like the last man eliminated, I don't think. Just get back into the ring and like Cobra clutched them anyway. And it's like everyone's cheering and it's like, we've just watched one old man viciously assault another old man because he's salty that he lost a match. And we're cheering this man because he's wearing camouflage. 
Like, I'm a bit, uh, again, like, mostly, I think now I'm kind of especially bitter because obviously wrestling at Respect Pro Wrestling, I'm very used to a sizable man dressed in cow getting cheered all the time. Hashtag Bobby Roberts. And it sticks in my craw. It should be my applause, but Bobby gets it all. He's the hometown boy. Big Robert Roberts himself. <laughs> Robert Roberts. What a name. What a time to be alive. Um, okay, so uh, I've got a feeling it's going to be one of my favourite episodes to record. Uh, just just from this alone. So, um, right, we're going we're gonna to dip back and forth as, as we always do. Um, there, I think a lot of people, you're in Respect Pro Wrestling, uh, people will know you from that. Maybe people on the internet might have got to know you a little bit more uh, at the start of lockdown due to a silly internet tournament done by uh, a wrestling journalist news site who had nothing better to do. Um, this was, of course, the tag team tournament that oh, threw, okay. th- threw yourself and Brent Carter together, having oh, never okay. spoke to each other before, to like form... A delight, a delicious stew made of fate. To form the Scrandalorians. Um, uh, if I mind right, Brent said that pretty much as soon as as soon as the the draw was done, you messaged him going, "I've got a name." Uh, well, it was because, um, like as as he said, like um, we'd kind of had like when we first get paired together, we kind of did like the interaction of like it was the Blades of Glory gifts going back and forth, which I'd just done purely because I was like. I don't really know the guy, I don't know what he's about, but I'll like, I'll, like fling this his diary and see what it comes back with, and it was kind of responding well with that. And then he messaged me, being like, all right, man, looks like we are like paired up together in this thing. And he asked me, I was like, have you got any ideas for team names? And immediately I just started panicking, and I was like, I haven't got a clue here. I was like, I don't know what he, what he likes, what he dislikes, is he into like, the same kind of like stuff as me? Not a clue. So then I'll, I'll get... I need to check through like the Twitter messages because there was two that I fired through him. Scrandaloin was one of them. And obviously that was the one that we went for. Um Right, hold on. I will need to think of a team name as well. That was the other one. It was either the Scrandalorians or the other one that I had that got rejected was the Riders of the Bro Hiram. So, because I was just like, right, I can either, I was like, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings are both my wheelhouse. If I fire both at them, surely God has to like at least one. So we could have gone like either way. We went for Scandalorians and the rest, as they say, goes into the history books. But I feel like we'd we definitely get a lot more mileage in terms of like the kind of like the puns for the managers and stuff with the Scandalorians as we would have got for like Riders of the Brokerum. Because I think Riders of the Brokerum, like I just thought like it's funny. Like to me in my panicked brain of like I need to think of something. When they let make this guy think that I'm like funny, ah, let's go for that. But I was Scandalorians, and then, as I say, just like the ideas that we were coming up with for like the managers. Like my favourite one that I I came up with myself was still Beef Cargo, which is just Carl Wells dressed as a butcher, <laughs> like, like Baby Soda as well, like we Baby Yoda with the Cat Iron Brew. And then like C three Peorio uh, that Brent came up with, but for some reason like when I, in my head I came up with Beef Carga, it just completely tickled me. Just Carl Wells with a wee butcher's hat and his apron, on. just like uh, holding my pockets. 
Yeah, Adam had a very rough time with all the, with all those graphics. I mean, God bless Adam because we put him through the ringer. We really did. <laughs> the same thing because there was there was times where I was like, I'd think of him. And I was like, he's gonna hate me if I like pitch this one to him. But at the same time, I can't not do it. Like I think I don't think there was anyone on the planet that was like happier that we get punted out as early as we did as Adam was. Because by God, he would have had a hell of a He could have sent us a bill through and I would have paid it because he's justified. <laughs> so, so from that point on, we seem to have, have created a, a nice budding friendship, which uh, hopefully when, of course, shows are back around, that we'll, we'll finally see somewhere, uh, whether it's Respect <laughs> or, or FPWA. Um, so yeah, as, as we don't have any structure with this. So about your training for Respect. So you did a bit, bit at Source, but Respect's where you, you, you call home now, I would, I would accurately say. Yeah. Uh, what was it like returning to, to training? Was there any, any, any apprehension on your, on your body when that first bump hit? Um, it was actually, because it had been as long as I say, it had been about four years, a yeah, gap, um, but like when I was at Source, I was very kind of like patchy with my training. I was very kind of stop start. And again, with that, like at the time, I'd, I would say, oh, like, I've not got enough money or I've not got the time or I'm working or whatever. But it was just pure laziness and bone idleness on my part. Um, so like when I came back to respect, I was like, right, this time I can actually do it properly. So I've got my head screwed on. I can commit myself to coming like regularly to training and just battering about it. Like the first bump back, like, I mean, I'd, it, it could be my first bump or my 50th bump. I just hate it. I try to avoid bumps whenever I can. But my ultimate goal is to somehow like gain like 10 inches of height and become like this absolute 400 pound monster because then nobody can bump me realistically. But we can but dream at this point, just need to keep eating my greens and my scrambleorian goodies, but um, I coming back in, like first session back was fine because it was kind of took it like relatively easy just to kind of get back into the flow. Second session back, I tried taking a back body drop, went sideways somehow, whapped my knee like clean off like the canvas while at the same time landing head first onto a crash mat. Um, so then that kind of led to like my knee, it's fine now, but for like the longest time I had like soft tissue damage for like five, six months because I just never went to a doctor to see about it. I was just like, I'll, I'll just bar for it. I'll wear knee pads anyway. Um, so like I had that, but beyond that, it was just a case of because once I came back in, I very quickly kind of like picked up my stride again. Like it was kind of like riding a bike. Like once you do a couple of cycles around the street, you're pretty much good to go again. Um, and then just because I was kind of very quick to get back to where I was at. That then meant I could get straight into improving upon that. So that's kind of, again, I've kind of had a forced, kind of like, well, we've all had a kind of like forced break for training over the last few months. Um, this wee bug going about, you may have heard of it. Um, but I, it's, now I'm just kind of get to the point where I'm kind of like chomping at the bit to get back in about it because I've got like, I've been sitting like through lockdown just writing down like, right, stuff I want to try, stuff that 
I've been doing that I want to keep working on other things like like character tweaks I want to try and get at least a few training sessions with like me and Brent so that we can actually try like like training together as a tag team um, just so we can kind of find like the mesh because obviously I've got I'll have my particular style he'll have his and then it's just a case of finding that perfect meeting point where we can then like gel it together into like proper like solid tag team wrestling so that's my kind of main goals for coming back is get a few at least a few sessions in with Brent so that we can actually try and put the Scandalorians into actual existence as opposed to its current status as in like the kind of Twitter sphere and then I just like constantly trying to improve upon where I was at and just get better and better and better and also put on weight because for a Scandalorian I'm built like the side of the so you're, you're more like a, a scrondalorian at the moment. Um, right, so. <laughs> oh, I'm claiming that. Hold on. Take it, no, take no. it, you can have it. I'm going it down, it's not like we're recording this or anything, I'll need to remember. <laughs> so it's alright, just me just listen back, it gets my hips up. Um, so, so, um, so, what have you been doing for since this whole COVID thing is, is happening uh, to keep yourself kind of active or is it just, just been a case of just ideas, ideas and a little bit of, of working out yeah. at the same time? Well, the first one, like, when lockdown first started, it was a lot of PlayStation, a lot of Steam on the laptop, a lot of kind of just kind of idling about when I was furloughed for work as well. It was a lot of just kind of sitting about, not really knowing what to do. Then um, I started working from home. I was working from home for about half a week. Then my daughter was born. And then so that's just kind of been for the last like two and a half months. It's been fatherhood. So that's kind of kept me more than busy over the last two and a half months. So it's been, it's been an interesting one. It says weird like... Also, like, going from, like, not having a kid to having a kid is also going to be, like, a big transition. But especially, like, with everything going on, like, it was kind of, like, really quite weird, especially, like, the first few weeks because, like, we were kind of limited in, like, who was able to kind of come and see her. So it was kind of, like, difficult because, like, there was, like, the vast majority of, like, my family couldn't see her, like, straight away, which was, like, also, like, massively disappointing. But we had to kind of, for her sake and as like mostly and obviously like everyone else's as well just had to kind of like keep the social distancing but now obviously as things are getting eased off we've been able to get more and more folks actually meeting her as opposed to just getting like facetimes or like seeing photos so i'd say so to, it was a long way for a shortcut to answer that question but fatherhood is what i've been doing <laughs> like over the last couple of months at least so i mean it's it's, it's a terrible thing i mean that, the virus, not child, not not fatherhood. Um, it's a ter- terrible thing to happen, but at least it, it's came at a kind of opportune time for you to to get that kind of routine down as well. So it's it's yeah, it's bad. It's very bad at one point, but it's it's finding the positives and and the the scariness of of all this. Yeah, like it, like the whole COVID thing kind of enforced a break on everyone that I was going to have to take anyway, because I was always planning on once she was born, taking a couple of months out of training, just obviously kind of get as much time with her as I could. 
and then go back to it. And then obviously COVID came about and everyone got a break for training. So in that kind of respect, it was like it kind of lined up nicely with the kind of hiatus I was already planning. Again, that's one small positive and a sea, overwhelming sea of negatives that is a global pandemic that, you know, kills people. But um, it's kind of meant that I've not missed like too much time just because or like I'm not like missing time while everyone else is still been able to do it. So I've not had like the FOMO of having to just like sit and watch everyone train and be like So in that respect it's been decent but I I'm now at the point where I'm kinda quite looking forward to getting back in about it and get back to building so, the Benny brand. So you've been playing PlayStation Steam, what's what's your game of choice right now? Um, oh, right now it's kind of bouncing between. I've actually, because I, I hadn't been playing anything on Steam for ages, and I've gone back to uh, Total War Shogun 2, and it's completely off the back of playing Ghost of Tsushima, because, like, what a game. I've been bouncing between, like, that when I'm wanting to, like, just sit and properly, if I've got, like, a few hours that I can just, like, pile into it, I'll sit and play that, or if I've got, like, an hour here, like, a half hour there, I'll jump on and just play, like, FIFA. Or something like that, but yeah, like Ghost of Tsushima has definitely been like the game that's had my attention. Like, I got it, like, because it came out on my birthday, and I was like, well, that's the universe giving me a sign there. And I've been playing it pretty much ever since, whenever I can, as I say. So, because I've always loved like, like everything to do with like the samurai and like ancient kind of like, like Japanese culture, like Chinese culture as well. But Total War Three Kingdoms doesn't run on my laptop because it's getting old. So that's the plan is to one day get a half decent gaming PC because I've got a list of games for Steam that I really want to play that I've just have to like sit and stare at them as they fluctuate up and down in price and I can do nothing but marvel at them and not actually play them. But I go to Sushi Man, I'm getting close to the end of it and I'm I can tell I'm really gonna be quite sad when I finish it. Um, so I'm kind of trying to kind of stretch that out as long as I can and then I'm hoping between like side quests and potentially like running through maybe doing like a new game plus on it if it can tide me over at least until Cyberpunk comes out I'll be happy with that I can live with that that's a world in which I'd like to live I think if I can just go straight from one to the other without that awkward gap of like filling your time with like Rocket League and the odd game of FIFA. Although Fall Guys has been helping a lot also because Fall Guys is hysterical. I, I've I've seen people play it, but I don't have PlayStation Plus, so I've just I'm not, I'm not paying sixteen quid for something that I think I need Plus to actually get online. So it just seems totally useless for me. But yeah, it does look like a lot of fun. I mean, my my gaming thing is Lego games. I've mentioned that before. But um, the last thing I played properly, like like an actual proper game um was the uncharted one so i was I just started uncharted 2 but i was just most of my evenings now is either trying to think of things to do for the website or watching marvel's agents of shield from the start so that's pretty much my my lockdown for the last couple of weeks um so lord of the rings is one of your passions i other than playing lego lord of the rings i had don't have a 
very fond of any for Lord of the Rings. So, what what is it what is it about Lord of the Rings that uh, means I'm wrong? Um, I mean, for me personally, like I mean, just for like for like everyone, like a, it's just objectively a wonderful, beautiful, triumphant thing. As long as we don't, as long as we don't discuss the Hobbit films, like the Hobbit films, they kind of get shoveled over the side. They sit in a special wee corner with like Star Wars Episode Nine and Season Nine of Scrubs, where we just don't talk about them. Um, yeah, like for me, like the three Lord of the Rings films, especially the extended versions, um, I could literally I could watch them like each like once a week and never get bored of it because like it's. It's been drummed into me for like childhood because my dad's a massive Tolkien fan as well. So like from a young age, he kind of like got me into it, and then like he took me to the cinema to see them when they first came out, and then we get all the DVDs, then we got all the extended edition DVDs, then we got all the extended edition Blu-rays. Um, I've got the audio book of, I think I've got Fellowship of the Ring and the Silmarillion. Um, audiobooks like saved on my phone for like a rainy day and I've got my big like bolster copy of the Lord of the Rings and it's just like this the story the characters Frodo is a wee pain in the hoop but you learn to kind of live with that um, but I just I love it and especially as well like, if if you go and read it like Lord of the Rings memes like it's just a it's an absolute motherload for like potential, like for hilarity, and it's got like everything in it. It's got like funny, tragic, sometimes terrifying. Like that's the issue I had with the Hobbit films was they turned the orcs like CG, which just like killed any kind of like fear factor with them. Like you perfected like the formula like twenty years ago when you got a bunch of like massive guys from New Zealand and just painted them, like stick with that, stick with what got you the dance, to paraphrase good old JR. Um, but I, as I said, like the three Lord of the Rings films, if, for anyone who's never watched them, I would maybe watch the theatrical ones first because the extended editions for your first time going in are like a meaty affair because I think like extended fellowships like three hours two towers maybe like three and a half hours and like Return of the King you're talking like four and a half hours like it's not a film that you just like stick on in a whim you need to like sit down and be like I am going to watch Lord of the Rings I have it scheduled in for this day this time scheduled break at this point for like food and you just need to like go for it like to me watching Lord of the Rings it's always an event like you get, there's a million films out there that you could just like stick on. It's like, oh, just pop on just for watching it. But Lord of the Rings, it's like an actual, like you feel the need to like sit down, and it's like the evening is dedicated to Lord of the Rings. Um, I kind of get that for well, for me anyway. Uh, if if it always seems to be, I really want to watch Endgame, the Avengers uh, Endgame, and it's obviously three hours long or there thereabouts, but. If I suggest it, or if my, my wife suggests it, she's like, maybe we should watch Infinity War as well. So that becomes a six-hour block of the day that you have to... That, and your break is obviously three hours in. So that's that's your stopping point to change the disc. Uh, because Disney Plus is just oh, just so frustrating to, to watch them on. And it, I don't know if it's just me or, or what, but uh, it like 
frame skips every 20 minutes and it just it's so brief but it's so irritating I've um, noticed that, like certain films like I've been watching on Disney Plus you'll just get like the odd where it's just like it's like the tiniest wee skip but like it's just noticeable enough that you're just like <sighs> every time and as you say it's like every 20 minutes and it gets to the point where you're kind of like in your head you're like I just put it off like it's just going to keep it on me but then you just suffer through it and then you get to the end of the film and you're just raging <laughs> just so angry because you've missed like collectively like maybe three seconds of screen time you're like <laughs> oh yeah I mean we, we took three shifts to watch the one only Ivan which is 90 minutes long but it kept freezing and crashing every half an hour so it was just like that's it still not seen it also it's been plastered over like whenever you click into the TV slash media section of the PS4 it's like sitting there like as like advertised for like Disney Plus but um, I've still not watched it yet I've been going back through all the kind of classic Disney Princess films um, from a well I say it's from a daughter so 100% just because I want to watch them but she gives me an excuse like she's like she's not even three months old yet she doesn't understand what's going on but she likes the pretty pictures and the colours and she likes the songs, so that's justification enough for me. So we've had so far with Mulan, Snow White, and Sleeping Beauty. And then I'll I say I'll let her decide. It's either gonna be I've not watched Tangled in a while, so I think she might want to watch Tangled tomorrow. We'll see how she feels. The last one I watched was uh, Brave. Which... I do luckily I've not watched Brave in a good couple of years as well. That might come after Tangled. Um, so yeah, so I I get me with like big blocks. I don't know why it's about Lord of the Rings. It just it's just done nothing. For, I've I tried to read the books, doesn't work. Um, and then yeah, I watched the first film, and I just I, I didn't get it. I didn't get the appeal. But um, again, subjective. I'm sure I'll like something. I liked Scrubs season nine for what it was. Oh, uh. for what it was. That's that. It's it was supposed to be a spin-off. That's how I'm treating it in my head, and that's how I'm watching it. As a spin-off, um, yeah, I, 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 you're losing that, you're losing that Ultimo nickname, mate. I'm sorry, it's starting <laughs> away from your grasp, but he's. I, I get why people don't like it, and I'm absolutely on board with pretty much all the criticisms for it. And, and when we, when I forced my wife to watch all, all of it, all eight seasons, and she's refused to watch ninth, I'm just like they're going, no, I went through the ninth season. You have to go through the ninth season too. <laughs> so. You, <laughs> You know the pain. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but yeah, it's not Scrubs. It's not Scrubs season, it's a spin-off. That's what it should be. Um, have you been listening to that, that Scrubs podcast at the moment? I've actually, I've not, just because like it's something that like I rarely find myself having the time to do. For some reason, like I can never like sit in the house and listen to a podcast. Like I need to be like, out walking about to listen to a podcast, so I've not actually yet sat down and listened to like the Scrubs one yet, which like I'm, it's, I'm annoying myself that I haven't done it because I know it's something that I really do need to do, but I just need to like find the time where I'm like, right, I'm actually just going to sit and do this and then just go like episode one and just blast my way through because like there's certain episodes that I know I need time to like emotionally prepare myself for like the Ben episode, like that Ben episode, like I'm gonna need some at least a couple of weeks to kind of steal myself from that. 
Otherwise, I'm going to be sat like Dr. Cox, just like slamming whiskey. It's <laughs> just greeting like that. <laughs> and uh, my lunch is, is the one that always, always gets me with a bit of the three. How to save a life at the end of it. Oh, man. That's just... Anyway, that, I'm, I'm advertising other podcasts here. No, d- listen to this one first. All the back catalogue, and then you can go and listen to... This one first. And the, the pantheon of podcasts is this one. Then the Scrubs podcast. <laughs> exactly. That, that's, that's the top. That's the order. I don't know who's third, but that's definitely your top two. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm, as we're totally off subject now and far away from wrestling, uh, we'll go for Kevin Williams' special question uh, that he asks every time. What's your favourite dinosaur? My favourite dinosaur is... See, now this is the question as to... With it being an underwater aquatic... Creature, whether I, I mean, I still count it as a dinosaur. I'm, I'm. Can I say all this because I'm stalling because I've temporarily forgotten its name, which is really quite awful of me. And it's, um, Lyplurodon. That's the one. Lyplurodon is my favourite dinosaur because of all the episodes of Walking with Dinosaurs, like which I watched back when I was like six, seven. The one that always stuck in my mind was the Lyplurodon episode. Because I just, same way any documentary, underwater stuff is how you get me watching a documentary. Like, the savannas, like the lions and antelopes of Africa, it's cool, but I can go and see them at Blair Drummond, but, like, give me, like, underwater stuff. So, yeah, live pluralism, just for, like, that episode, where it's just this massive, like, horrendous cross between, like, a whale and a crocodile. So just this absolute, like beast like a horrifying thing and it just looked like so cool obviously it's probably not at all what it actually looked like but just that rendition like I loved it and then I thought when I first watched the trailers for like Jurassic World I was like oh my god they've got a live pluridon then then it turned out to be a mosasaur and I was like close but not close enough for my liking do you mind uh, when when Walking the Dinosaurs is on in the in the cereal in like Cocoa Pops and that you would get the holographic Walking the Dinosaur cards? Um, oh, I very vaguely remember like childhood cereal toys. As unfortunately, as, I, I would never win points for it in Mastermind. Like the only ones I can remember was there was like I think it was like Euro two thousand and four. I think with like Kellogg stuff, it was like a card that you put it in your disc tray in your PC. Like those ones always kind of like mess me up, like I never understood how that works. But I know I, I can vaguely remember the, the Walking with Dinosaur cards, but not enough to, I'd be lying if I said I could remember the exact. I mean, I'm assuming it's holographic dinosaurs on them. If oh, I was yeah. just I was those hologram <laughs> cards, which pretty much you spent most of your time just like scratching it because it made that weird noise. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually remember the, the, those discs you're on about the, the rectangle ones. I had a, I, I got Michael Owen, if I remember rightly, and as a, as a proud Scotsman, it's been night because I got an Englishman. But you know, <laughs> so <laughs> there's just me going, I don't want to watch it. It's Michael Owen. I don't, don't want to watch it. But. <laughs> Dang it, that's fine. Say, say as a proud Scotsman, I was also a Man U fan in my youth, so it was like double the worst because he was Liverpool. So it was just uh, like, not me having that. For anyone watching, I don't follow football. I prefer the, the, the wrestling stuff now, so don't give me hate for liking Man U. Um, 
<laughs> I'm just like, don't care. He's already said something bad about Lord of the Rings. If he says something about, oh no, he says something about Liverpool now. Blow the horn, summon the horns. I know, it's, it, it, yeah. Football, no interest to me. Give me, give me a, I mean, it's, it's as fake as wrestling, to be honest. Um, so. <laughs> at least we're better at faking injuries, I would say. We're Absolutely. slightly more believable in selling getting hit than most footballers, and we don't get paid nearly as much. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the worst thing of it. So, yeah, football, rubbish. Give me wrestling. Um, we're going <laughs> to somehow swing back to the wrestling for, for a moment. Um, so, no segue. Any favourite opponents so far? You've been wrestling for a little bit in, in respect and uh, I'm sure um, your name pop up in other places, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, I've, I've kind of um, I've been kind of like, lucky enough I've managed to, I've been able to get to like a couple of shows down south. I've done a couple of shows in Newcastle now, so I like to think of myself as an international star now. Um, in terms of like favourite opponents, I'd say probably like my favourite match, just because of like how much fun I had with it, was it was a match I had against Bobby. Um, it was a show that we did. It was like one of those like like soccer like football places where it's like all the five side pitches, um, and I love like that full show. I loved because like me and Bobby were the first match. Then I was. Um, kind of managing Jason Hyde's in the middle of the card and then the main event was me and Jason versus Bobby and uh, Glendon Barr. So I kind of got to be like the big bad of that show and I just felt like an absolute king. But I, that, the first match with Bobby, just because it was just like so silly, like the crowd were like really getting into it and like were kind of like having like the kind of back and forth because you get some crowds where you're like like, you'll say something to them, like, let me hear you, and it's just crickets. But then, like, they were, like, like, also, I was kind of, like, playing up the whole being a bit of an arse, and they were kind of, like, getting right back, like, tight, and I was like, this is brilliant, and I was, like, just brawling out into the crowds, like, taking folks' drinks off them, taking a sip, and cracking each other with cans of iron brew. And it was just the inherent silliness of it, because we just kind of went out and had fun with it, like one of my favorite matches just purely because I didn't feel any like pressure to like I, like, I didn't feel like I was like stressing myself because sometimes I like stress myself right out like a match where I'm like oh god right I need to try and like right we're doing this and this and this and this and uh, I need to do this and at the same time I need to like remind the crowd that they're supposed to hate me and blah de, blah de, blah but with that one I just kind of like sauntered out like I kind of strolled it and then strolled back in and a great time was had by all um, also speaking of that night I was I was threatened with physical violence um, if I didn't put over Jason Hyde so I'd just like to say Jason Hyde an absolute consummate professional what a man if I was Given the option, if I could have a one-on-one -on -one match with either Jason Hyde or Shawn Michaels, I'm afraid Shawn's going to have to wait in catering. Um, I think that will fulfil the brief. If they, I think you said it was going to bounce my head like a basketball, so I'm hoping I've averted my fate with that one, just to get my... I'm, I'm just hoping he can't tell time, because I'm fairly certain I saw the tweet, and he was like, put, you, put himself over eight, eight times in three minutes. 
uh, in the start. So uh, let's just hope that his three minutes are a lot longer than everyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, uh, he says first three minutes, but he doesn't necessarily state the first three minutes of the podcast. So I'm counting it as the first three minutes after you asked me that question, in which case I think I might be golden. Yep, that, I'm happy with that technicality. I'll take it. Uh, so, uh, so, so that was probably fair matches. Um, again, we'll, we'll go for the other more uh, standard wrestling questions as well. Um, who would you like to face next? Um, just let's go for Scottish wrestling first, and then we do dream stuff and fantasy next. Next, who would I like to face next? Well, my wee creepy pal Sean Martin, like with. Many, many a match in training together, but we've yet to actually get a match together on a show. So that, if not, even if it's not necessarily my next match, at some point I'd love to get at least one match on like a proper show with Sean. Just because like whenever we like, we'll have matches in training, like we always have fun with it. So um, just being able to like actually do it in front of people just to see if like they enjoy it as much as we do. Like I'd love him and as well um, DCT as well just because it's DCT and he's an absolute laugher. I love D to death um, and then the last one again perhaps not straight away but I'll, I'll walk my way there ADM's got got the respect pro wrestling title and we've got a, there's a new one a new model coming out we're just waiting on it getting announced and I've had a wee swatch over it, and I think it looked a lot nicer on my shoulder than it would look on his. So that's some kind of goals for the future. Possibly, how near the future also depends on, we'll see how we go when the shows come back. But I think at some point, I think me and Mr. ADM need to have a little, a little physical discussion in the middle of the ring. I'm, I'm a little bit afraid now because I'm sure that's his third mention in this podcast. I don't know if it's like Beetlejuice where I'm just going to turn around <laughs> and he's going to burst through the door. Flying up and behind my couch, like, ah! <laughs> suddenly just just being dragged off, just going, no, 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 it's okay. Anyway, uh, so so that, that's your that's your immediate kind of goals for people to to wrestle. Um, let's say that in during this lockdown, Big Triple H has contacted you and went. Right, we want you in NXT. I will give you a pick of the opponents that you want. Who are you picking? Oh, see, that's the thing, because Keith Lee's just escaped me then. He's just popped up on Raw. Oh, no, anyone. Getting... People can come back to oh, NXT. Anyone, anyone at all. Oh, fan of it, was um, oh, My spoiled wee boy here. Um, I think Keith Lee, just purely because, like, if... You watch wrestling and like Keith Lee's like not one of your favourites at the moment. I don't really know what you've been watching. Like just have a word with yourself because he's just got like everything. Um so like Keith Lee would be up there. Um I'd love to do a match with Buddy Murphy, just because like in terms of like the kind of like the style that I want to go for is kinda like quite similar to his, like hard hitting, like lot of knees, lot of Obviously, he's a bit of a slightly more hench than I am, so obviously I'm not going to be like battering at Murphy's Law at any point, but I'd love to have a match with him. Seth Rollins as well, just again, purely because he's been like up there as like one of the benchmarks for like the last however many years. Um, 
as terrifying as it would be, I, f- I feel like I'd, I'd need to have a match with The Fiend at least once, just so I could say that I've done it. Like, I'd probably never want to do it again after that, because he's technically absolutely horrifying, but I think if I could get at least one match with The Fiend, because, like, his, like, entrance, like, at SummerSlam last year, so, like, the first time anyone had actually seen it, just completely blew my mind, because I remember I was in I was in Bobby Roberts' living room at, like, three in the morning, <clears throat> and, like, everyone's fell asleep at this point, apart from me and Sean Martin. And then, like, The Fiend comes out, and the two of us are just, like... <laughs> like, every, it was, like, different layers. Like, when it first, like... Like, when he first, like, appears, and then the music starts, and you realise it's a remix of his old music, and then you realise that, like, the crowd's doing the fireflies, and then the lanterns, he's... Head, and you're just like, oh my god, like just layer upon layer of oh sweet holy Jesus. So I, I'd love to at least once a tussle with the fiend. I'm not going to be so bold as to presume that I'd walk away with a win on that one, but I'd like to say that I at least did it. I'll, I'll let him in at least once. So I just want to put this one out here. Caesar spoken about a bald man with uh, uh, wearing camo. I'm thinking the biggest match in wrestling history, Big Benny. Big Show. Oh, oh! If I could coax Big Show, because I mean, I, I can never, I can never tell if he's retired or not, because he kind of pops up for a couple of weeks and then he goes again. And then he has a Netflix show, and then he, I feel like I would, I would have a certain, I would have a certain stipulation, in that I would have the match, but I don't want it to be Big Benny versus Big Show. I want it to be Big Benny versus Captain Insano. Like, we're, we're bringing it back to the late 90s. I'm like, give me Captain Insano. I want the power bomb. Finishing move of Captain Insano. Captain Insano shows no mercy. And Big Benny shows even less. And just sell out the, the Silver Dome, brother. I, I just thought you were going to go for a table match because his match with Cody, and when uh, he lost the table match because he got his life <laughs> and he stood in the, in the table. I was like, yeah, that's my kind of, kind of uh, stipulation <laughs> over that. <laughs> you can just, in your head, you can just hear the like Cody enthusiasm music. You're like, oh dear, <laughs> we're in trouble. Um, so, so we've done your fantasy bookend and all that kind of stuff. Um, if, if Brent wasn't a tag team partner again, any tag team partner anywhere in the world, AEW, Japan, whatever, who would be your dream tag team partner after Brent, of course? Oh, after Brent, well, again, my pal Jamie, um, that initially got me into the wrestling, he's, he's been training at Respect for like the last, well, also not the last few months, but for a couple of months before the lockdown came into place. Um and we've always said that we'd love to do like a tag team. So if we could at some point also figure it out, whether it becomes an honorary Scandalorian or if I have like a side project to go along with everything else. Um, but if I had like my pick of the letter, I would have to go again just purely because like when I was kind of like first training um, in terms of like the original style, and I still like catch myself doing his stuff like to this day. I'd have to go Chuck Taylor. I absolutely love Chuck Taylor. Like, I just have always found them like hysterical. And as I say, there's just like certain things of his that like I'll catch myself that I'm like still doing. It's like when he does like the stomps into the corner, and then just like the next thing you know, he's at like the other corner, like still stomp away at nothing. And then just like the kind of like high pitched girly screams, which 
I'm somewhat ashamed to admit I'm capable of hitting those high notes when the situation calls for it. Well, great, great, great answer. Uh, so, AEW, so what's what's your kind of watching habits for wrestling then? Is it just WWE or is AEW Japan? In my actual watching habits are <clears throat> like shockingly like non, well, I wouldn't say non-existent. Like I'll watch like any pay-per-views, I'll watch a pay-per-view, I'll watch a takeover um, and I'll watch like compilations on YouTube or like top however many moves of like this month of this year. Botchamania because of course, like I don't know anyone in wrestling that doesn't watch Botchamania. Um, it seems that it's the two constants, especially in like British wrestling, is Botchamania and The Simpsons. Um, but like in terms of like, I tend not to watch like like Raw, SmackDown, like Dynamite, NXT. I don't like actually watch them. I just like jump on and I'll read like the results the next day just to get like a kind of like flavor profile. And then if like something's like Again, particular notice as being like, watch this, then I'll kind of seek it out and watch it. But I'm kind of very picky choosy because I don't want to, especially like if I'm working the next day, I don't want to be like sitting for like one in the morning until four in the morning and then like at the end of the three hours just be sat like, well, that was just a colossal waste of my time. Like I'll, I'll snipe my stuff that I want to watch and I'll pick and choose, but for the most part, it's a lot of reading with watching whenever I feel it justifies it. Yeah, my, my, my pretty much is, is I'll watch the Raw Smackdown highlights or NXT highlights on YouTube because it's like 10 minutes worth or the top 10 that happens that night. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll watch pay-per-views. I mean, that's the only advantage really of working from home. Otherwise, I would pick and choose. I'd rumble, WrestleMania. That's the only times I would take a Monday off. But um, since, since all this has kicked in, I think I've watched every WWE pay-per-view and takeover this year, which is just unimaginable because the other side of this wall is my bed. So that's literally <laughs> my commute in the morning is just out the I just like, there. I'm well, yeah, well, yeah. If you really wanted to like cut some time, you would just like Kool-Aid guy, just clean through the wall, like right and it worked, we go. Yeah, so that's, that's the only reason why I've, I'm still, I've watched so much and that's probably the reason why I was on Thunderdome because uh, I haven't mentioned that enough. Uh, so, so <laughs> <laughs> Just a subtle mention, like as as seen on the WWE Network. Yes, You're welcome. yes, I was. Yes, uh, I was in that tag team match. I was. I I, I was one of the Street Profits. That's that's. We're trying to do payback. We try and get on payback, but I don't. I don't think I've got the energy for it because there's a lot of thumbs up and cheer, and it's like it's it's three o'clock in the morning. My wife's asleep. <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm gonna go. Because <laughs> uh, nobody will be, will be happy at the end of it. Um, right, okay. So I think I've, I've, I've kept you for a, a, a good while now. This has been like the quickest recording ever. I'm still at the time now thinking, how have we been on this long? Um, so, how long have I actually been on? I'm curious to know. Uh, well, by my reckoning, probably just, just about maybe 45, 50 minutes, something like that. And we've, we've actually fitted in quite a lot of wrestling chat, which is fairly rare for these kind of episodes. And I'll with a lot of like absolute chaff, but oh, so yeah. got a what, wouldn't wrestling. be an SWM podcast without absolute rubbish being talked about? And because there's no wrestling on at the moment, so nobody wants to hear about it. So, so. It, also, it wouldn't be a conversation with Big Benny without absolute 
rubbish being spoken about it. Um, oh, before, before you go, uh, Star Wars, right. I, I know this could end up being a diatribe. Um, I think the only Star Wars film that I saw in the cinema was Revenge of the Sith. So I don't know I if that's... Like, of all the films to like go and see, because obviously, well, <clears throat> obviously the original trilogy I touched before my time, um, like the original, the kind of prequel trilogy, I went to see all of them in the cinema, so that was when I was younger, and then the sequel trilogy with mixed levels of happiness about that, I went to see all of them, like the nights that they came out, like just going at midnight. Force Awakens, <clears throat> I went to see in IMAX at three in the morning, like the night it came out, and that is still, for all that it's a film that does have its flaws, it's still in like my top five like cinema experiences, just because it was like my first time ever at the IMAX, and it was just like Star Wars back after like 10 years, which doesn't seem like that long in hindsight, especially when you consider the gap between the originals and then the newer, the newer ones, but Aye, Revenge of the Sith is for me tied as my favourite Star Wars film. It's a three-way dance for me between Revenge of the Sith, Empire and Rogue One. So of all the films for you going to cinema, I see Revenge of the Sith is a very good choice. Because while it's cheesy in dialogue and music and action and again now in memes, it is unparalleled. It also gave us Hello There and that's just like all you need. It gave us Pete Kenobi. It was the Kenobi that we always wanted but we never thought we'd get. I, I enjoyed it, but the only thing I actually remember from that night is not even Star Wars related. It was the it was the same night as the Champions League final, Liverpool AC Milan, that I went to go see it. So I mean, again, not a football guy, definitely not a Liverpool guy, but uh, just just hearing the on the taxi home, hearing the the penalties about to start and thinking, oh my god, this is a, this is actually we're gonna have to go somewhere across the street to watch this now. <laughs> It's like 15, 14, that was what would have been. And I was just like, yeah, I have to go watch this football game. I don't like football. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to see it. I had to see it for myself. Um, but yeah, th thank you for joining us. What's your social media? How can people find you? Right, social media, you can find me on Facebook um, as Big Benny. The Big's all in capitals. The Benny, just the B's in capital. Um, Twitter, um, at Big Benny DQI, um, Instagram, um, I want to say Big Benny dot DQI, yeah, Big Benny dot DQI, um, <clears throat> and um, Twitter's where I sporadically post about most wrestling stuff. Instagram, you'll get the occasional photo of my daughter, along with other equally occasional photos of myself and. The quite frankly awful turquoise tights that I've been rocking for like the last five years. Fortunately, I now have new ones. So coming out of lockdown, you'll see the new and improved Big Benny that doesn't like blind you with the sheer like bright colouring of his tights. Um, and I have any other social media. I do have other social media, but none that one you seeing. That's my social media. No, no TikTok, no. Oh, no, I'll leave that. The messages is get TikTok. TikTok's not for Big Benny. Big Benny don't TikTok. Big Benny used to Vine. Well, I didn't Vine, but I used to like watching Vine. And I've now, on account of all the like, YouTube compilations, I've probably seen like every Vine that's ever been like made worth seeing. But no, nah, TikTok, for, it's just not the same. It's not got the same vibe. I don't like it. I don't trust it. It's new, and I'm not fond. 
it's no tout. Right, so uh, thank you again. Thank you for joining us. This will be another fascinating, very little wrestling episode of the Scottish Wrestling Network podcast. Um, hopefully, we'll we can get a part two done when when shows return at some point. But uh, I was going to say we, we need to get a we need to get a me and a me and Brent together podcast. I definitely feel like because um, especially like with shows starting, that's another kind of. Another thing I should have mentioned when you're asking about like upcoming well matches that I would like to have, Spike Pro Wrestling. I've got some vacant tag team titles at the moment that I feel like it's a wee niche that just a couple of Scandalorians could squeeze quite nicely into. So if we play, I think we'll play our cards right. I'll see what I can to butter up the boss at respect and because he does love butter, and hopefully might be seeing some. Well, I say gold, they're silver, but you know what I mean. See some gold run about the Scandalorian's waist sooner rather than later. Well, I, mean, I have I've experimented with with a three. I was going to say a three way, but that's not with a, with a, a three person chat. <laughs> three person chat on Zoom. Um, so hopefully we can, we can arrange that. I've got a little bit of a backlog of, of interviews at the moment. Somehow people want to be on. So. Uh, well, hopefully we'll get that done. A, scl- a scramble. We'll, we'll, we'll get a three-way scheduled with me and Brent. I'll go fantastic. <laughs> what a haunting thought. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm going to end it from there. But yeah, again, thanks again for, for joining me. And uh, uh, this, this has been a wild ride.